and welcome to the first episode of The Sort of Young Person's Guide to Prog Rock. I'll be your host, Ian Prize. So this story starts recently when I was taking music lessons, and the teacher asked what music I liked, and I said, The Beatles. And I was reflecting on this later because the true answer is Pink Floyd and, and yes, but that's progressive rock, a genre of music which gained a reputation in the 1970s for aggressively virtuosic playing, alienating mystical lyrics, and ponderous jamming. But deep down, I think there's a core of lovable, hummable songs every bit as easy to enjoy as the Beatles. So I've decided to make this podcast in which me and some of my friends will be taking you through the story of the rise and fall of 1970s progressive rock with my 50 or so favorite albums. Along the way, I'll try and highlight some of the songs I'm sure everyone who enjoys music can enjoy. I don't remember how I found every album on this list, but the first album was certainly Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, and a close second was Yes is Close to the Edge. Both albums still top my list. I'll never know exactly what it was in progressive rock that spoke to me. For a budding music nerd, it's a genre where every band, every album, every song has a story. So the information rabbit hole is bottomless. For a budding musician, the challenge to play even a fraction of what these guys could just proved irresistible. And honestly, I just love a lot of the songs. This music is also a soundtrack to a lot of the good times I've shared with people who will be joining me on this podcast. So I look forward to having them along to help me take you on a journey through this history of prog rock. So, what is prog rock, you ask? Well, progressive rock in its original sense was a mainly British music genre focused on ever more ambitious compositions and musicianship. It had its origins in the psychedelic movement of the 1960s, which added Indian classical and jazz music to 1960s beat rock. Prog bands slightly extended or changed the song forms beyond just verses and choruses, and technological advancements, phaser, wah pedal, stereo, multi-track, new synthesizers, became integral to the soundscape. Also, bands were starting to sing about stuff other than love and cars, and they took longer to do it. So, in the wake of the Beatles, technically talented bands like The Mystical Yes, The Terminally Unstable King Crimson, The Folksy Jethro Tull, The Theatrical Genesis, and The Big Stadium Act, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, extended these song forms out, added new soundscapes, and sang fantastical lyrics about metaphysical nonsense. So, in this era, 1969 to 73, the height of prog rock, I think of progressive rock as American brostep or disco or grunge, a fun but short-lived outsider genre which somehow became popular enough to become a stadium act. This classic era would spawn a handful of classic rock radio songs you've probably heard, such as Yes is Roundabout, I've Seen All Good People, Jethro Tull's Aqualung, and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's Carnival No. 9. This all culminated in the monster success of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. But it was not to last. In the mid-1970s, prog rock earned its reputation, both good and bad, and all the bands met their creative destinies. The excess got way too much, and some argued the bands lost their way, and everyone argued the bands lost their goodwill. A new crop of bands, Electric Light Orchestra, Rush, and Supertramp, would breathe new life and singable melodies into a new generation of prog rock-influenced classical rock. And in the 1980s, bands would try something new, revitalized by new musical styles. Genesis, Rush, Yes, and the new prog supergroup Asia would get mass market recognition and stadium tour success. I'll end my story at this point as the final act of the 1970s prog groups. 
But Prague rock didn't end there. Throughout the 80s and the 90s, Prague lived on in the neo-Prague of Marillion Porcupine Tree and Dream Theater, the art rock of Radiohead, and even evolved into the progressive metal of Queensryche, Tool, and Elder. But alas, that is a story for a different podcast. Until then, come find us at progfrogpod on Instagram. And if you've got any longer questions, queries, opinions, do drop us a line at helloprogfrog at gmail.com. And join us every week as we listen to one of the albums that tells the long and strange tale of progressive rock. I will be your host, Ian Prize, and this will be A Sort of Young Person's Guide to Prog Rock. For now, join me next week for the first album before Prague was even Prague, The Beatles' Revolver. <laughs> <laughs>